When the burden you're carrying has to do with regrets or the mistakes you can't stop replaying over and over in your mind, where do you turn? How do you walk in the freedom you know Christ has secured on your behalf instead of getting bogged down by regret? I'm Ruth Jo Simons, and this is the Grace Lace Podcast. Today, my co-host Eve Stipes and I are unpacking a truth we've both come back to over and over again, and our prayer is that it encourages you to. So however you're joining us today, grabbing a cup of tea, lacing up your shoes for a walk, or grabbing cleaning supplies to tackle the hallway bathroom, we're so glad you're here. Okay, so today's truth and verse takes me back to probably sometime in my mid-20s where I was working through a bunch of life stuff, relationships, identity, a bunch of stuff like a lot of people in their 20s do. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a really incredible encounter with a couple of close friends as I was processing. I don't remember the actual sin, specific sin that I was wrestling with, but I... I just had this overwhelming sense of shame about it. Like, I can't believe I'm still dealing with this, or I can't believe this is still happening, or why can't I just get over it? And one of my friends looked at me and said, Eve, it's just sin. It's something that you did, but it's not who you are in Christ. Mm. And I was just remember being totally stunned to have someone just like say it to me that directly. It's a truth that I knew that I had read about. Like I've read this verse that we're going to talk about today, Romans 8, about not being condemned and being free in Christ. But it was the first time maybe that I really applied it to a specific situation in my life. And it became, it, it really became such a freeing thing to remember and to be reminded of like, okay, yeah, it is sin. And I need to take my sin seriously. I need to confess it. All of those pieces are still true. But at the end of the day, when God looks at me, he doesn't see my sin. He sees Jesus. Right. It is not my identity. And I didn't make this up, but we've read repeatedly in various books that sin is something you do, but shame is believing that sin is who you are, right? Um, And so the idea being that, you know, when you're replaying your mistakes over and over Mm -hmm. again, or you you're carrying it like we're talking about the season as a burden. It's like weighing you down. Then that's really because we've somehow crossed over from thinking I shouldn't have done that. And I'm going to ask forgiveness and I'm going to work through it and I'm going to receive God's forgiveness, but rather going, I am the summation of those mistakes. I feel shame. And you know, the truth is we all have things like that. And sometimes um, I feel like the twenties are the, the grand accumulation of some of those mistakes. And I think about how for a long time, you you know, I would replay those things in my mind and feel shame because I would say, Mm. oh, what kind of person are you that you would be that way or you would think those thoughts or you would have done those things. Um, And that could be sin great and small. I mean, that could be, Mm -hmm. we all have different sin stories, but the truth is like, whether it's a mistake where we, um, you know, misunderstood a situation or it was a mistake because we compromised in a relationship or it was a mistake Mm -hmm. because we mishandled a situation that we should have done better. Whatever it is, um, shame is when we keep thinking that we are what we've done versus trusting God with, um, how he has paid for those mistakes when we trust in him. Yeah. And I, I think we're, if we're not careful, 
we make that shift and don't even realize yeah. it, right? We go from I'm regretful about the sin or I'm sorry I've confessed yeah. to letting it really burden us and like hold us back from walking in the freedom that God has already purchased for us. And so I think, you know, as we talk about these truths each week, we're kind of also tucking in there, like, what is that core or foundational lie mm-hmm. that we are believing that causes the burden? And so I think for this one, it's that my mistakes define me, yeah. <laughs> like they are me. And that's not true. And you can see why so, that would feel like a burden. And yeah, and I think I, I'll just I'll just venture to say that most of our friends listening right now are not walking through the grocery store line or doing their daily walk or whatever, actively saying, my mistakes define me. I don't think we walk right. around doing that. Yeah. I think most of us are too savvy or too lovely. You know, we we don't we don't yeah. think like that. But we act that way when we start, you know, trying to um pay for pay for our mistakes by trying to like clean ourselves up or acting like Jesus doesn't like us you know, God isn't welcoming of us because we really have this track record. So we act that way. Um, It's just that the fruit of that lie comes out in the way we interact with God and the way we walk throughout Mm -hmm. our day. Um, You can start noticing that burden and then tracing it back to, oh, I, I am dwelling on the fact that I have made mistakes and I don't like the way I did these things. And um, we're not spending more time focusing on how God has paid for those things. Yeah. And I think the fruit of that also comes out in sleepless nights, right? Totally. Where we can't fall asleep because we just keep thinking about something over and over again. Or it comes out with with some little situation that kind of triggers a memory for us that is like, oh, actually, I was that way or I... I mean, all you could fill in the yes, blank. or being There's really defensive, right? I don't know about you, but yes. so like when something triggers, oh my gosh. and the yes. shame comes out, so like somebody will say something, and then it'll trigger the shame that I kind of mask over, and then I'll be like yeah. actually defensive when really it's sadness or fear or anger yeah. at myself, but it'll come out as a defensiveness or pride or some other simple thing, sarcasm. <laughs> yes. That's not really my issue, but I know it comes out too. Like It is mine. <laughs> I say that. I know. Because I'm like, yes, I think you do have that. Um, yes, I do. But right? So then it's like triggering another sinful response. And so mm-hmm. this is just us, friends, saying, hey, yeah. it might not be obvious on the surface, but dig a little deeper and see mm-hmm. if you're walking in the shame of believing the lie that your mistakes define you and that's weighing you down. Yeah. So the truth that we are going to unpack a little bit and rehearse and meditate today and meditate on today is probably a familiar one if you've been walking with the Lord for very long um, or been following Jesus. It is Romans 8 verses 1 and 2. And here's what it says. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. There's so much to unpack here. And Mm. I'll just say this is a worthy study, friends, if you have not spent um, much time even recently in all of Romans, but especially this grand and amazing chapter. Um, It helps reset and help us remind ourselves 
what is true about what happens once you are in Christ. And Paul, the writer of the of Romans, would not have to say there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't think he would even write that if, number one, it wasn't an issue to those who are reading People his letter. People were feeling yes. it. But number yeah. two, I imagine that if it wasn't, he wouldn't write those words if it wasn't an issue that he had to remind himself for himself. Because remember, yeah. Paul is the one who has who had a whole track record that he could feel shame yeah. about, right? He was a persecutor. He was a Pharisee of all Pharisees. He um, held the coats of those who stoned Stephen. He yeah. was the one who cheered on the persecution of the saints, right? Mm-hmm. So he absolutely held his own self-righteousness in the highest regard until he met Christ. And so if there was yeah. ever a person who could say, I can't stop replaying the the stuff I used to do and who I, I used to be yeah. and how much I was against the will of God. It was him. Mm. And so for him to write that wasn't just him saying like some wishful, like, oh, let's feel good about ourselves. He was literally saying, I am reminding all of us the truth that there is now no condemnation for those yeah. who are in Christ Jesus. Meaning if you have been purchased by the blood of Christ and made new, Stop going backwards and condemning yourself mm. for the past that Jesus has already paid for. That's what he's saying, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, man, that's such a gift for anybody, regardless of how weighty your past or sin feels. That reality is such a gift. Ruth, I think you talked about this a little bit in When Striving Cease and the burden that comes along with this. So, yes, read it to so us. So much of what I wrote in When Striving Seas had to do with the repercussions of not really embracing my gospel hope in Christ and thinking Mm -hmm. that I had to somehow earn God's favor or find satisfaction through someone else's approval or just that burden. Like you're not free when you're constantly thinking that you need to be good enough. And so um, this whole season is about um, how to respond in truth to the burdens we feel. And so here's what I wrote on page 162 in chapter 11 of When Striving Cease. I wrote, if someone paid your mortgage today, isn't that a dream, Eve? If someone (laughs) paid your mortgage today, handed you the free and clear deed to your home, you wouldn't send in a check this month to the mortgage company. Hmm. You'd feel a burden lifted. You'd sit in gratitude. You'd be eager to enjoy your home. You'd wonder at the amazing kindness of a benefactor who took on your debt and paid it in full. If we want to feel this same kind of freedom right now in our daily lives, we have to start with understanding the whole truth of the gospel. Mm. Man, it's so interesting when we put it in another context, right? Let's take like that spiritual reality of what God has done for us by sending Jesus to take care of our sin and put it in the context of a mortgage payment yeah, (laughs) and thinking about how that would feel and how much more we should be grateful and rejoice in like the spiritual reality that it's illustrating. Well, when we write that check and most of us have direct deposit now, so we're not writing checks, (laughs) but when we pay that payment for that credit card bill or that mortgage or whatever, you know, maybe it's your college debt that you carried. When you pay that, there's that burden of, 
oh, in three more years, we'll have this paid off. In 10 more years, we'll have this paid off. It is a burden until it's relieved. Mm -hmm. And what we're reminding ourselves today is that Paul's reminder in Romans 8 is that because Jesus has already paid that price and paid our debt of sin, that we literally can walk in freedom and lightness of knowing we don't have to be burdened anymore by carrying the balance. There is no balance. It's it's already paid yeah. for. And so this is the core truth here in addressing the lie that we are defined by our past mistakes, that we somehow have to keep on carrying the weight of how we've screwed up. The consequences, there are there are true consequences sometimes, lasting consequences mm-hmm. for mistakes we make. But the the shame of it, the mm-hmm. condemnation of it has been paid for in Christ. And so even if, even if there is a lasting earthly consequence, we right. can address those things in freedom, knowing that the true eternal consequence is no longer ours to bear. Friends, I'm genuinely excited to tell you about Everyday Heirloom, our sponsor for this season of the podcast. Everyday Heirloom is a fine art jewelry band that exists to adore the beloved, creating tangible reminders of God's faithfulness for women, serving them with the inherent truth and beauty of the gospel through wearable art. I personally own several pieces, friends, and um, some of my favorites are the Seraphim and the Becoming Necklace. And you can imagine, the Becoming is a butterfly and represents so much for me. You see, every design is handcrafted by husband and wife artists nestled in the Colorado foothills on the other side of where we are here in Colorado, using precious and semi-precious metals and stones and a reverent approach to craft Every element within the Everyday Heirloom Collection is an experience in the process of making and wearing. The wearable art collection is available at everydayheirloomco.com, and they've been so generous to offer us the code RUTH25 for $25 off your order. So follow the brand on Instagram, that's Everyday Heirloom Co., for insights and inspiration behind the designs for everyday life. Or visit adornthebeloved.com to find out more about their mission, blog, gift guide, and more. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we've been talking through these truths, we're saying, okay, what does it mean? What doesn't it mean? So you just did a great job of articulating, like, this is what it means. I think on the flip side, what it doesn't mean is that we don't care about sin, right? Right. It doesn't mean, oh, it doesn't matter what I do then. I can just kind of go wherever because I can just ask for forgiveness or like, it doesn't really mean that much. It's like, no, there is sin and it does need to be dealt with. There are lots of places in the Bible that we can go to talk about how to respond to sin, what it looks like to confess and to repent and how faithful God is to forgive us. Like first John one nine says, right. Um, So we're not saying that this truth is like, don't worry about the sin you've committed. Like it's fine. If, if the Lord is bringing sin to mind and you have never confessed or repented or ask for forgiveness from the Lord or from other people. And that's absolutely something we want to encourage Mm -hmm. you to do, to pursue. That's not what this verse is saying, but it is saying that after you've done those things, you've, you've done that work that it doesn't have to define who you are. Yeah. 
when you've already sought forgiveness in Christ, when you've received, right? Let's even further define it. The work that we're talking about is the work of receiving the gift of forgiveness and the mercy of Christ. When you've received that, then it's actually not for you to keep on righting the wrong anymore. You don't need to keep righting the wrong when Jesus has righted the wrong. (laughs) What is the passage? (laughs) Well, he's already done that, right? So then our response ends up being, okay, I can drop my shoulders. I can release Mm -hmm. this constant burden of trying to make up for all the ways in which I feel like I screwed up or I'm not great or that all these things define who I am. I can say my identity is in Christ. He has made me a new creation. And in the same way that just like the apostle Paul, once he encountered Christ, he never went back. He never kept on thinking and glamorizing his mm-hmm. his self-righteousness of the past. He only yeah. looked forward to the hope, his hope in Christ. Does it mean that he never sinned again? No, he absolutely <laughs> right. kept on sinning. In fact, he would say like, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I keep on doing. But <laughs> my my hope is in Christ. So when I focus on yeah. how he's already paid for my sin, that changes my heart to, to want to live differently, to want to lean into my new identity that is in Christ and not based on yeah. what I've done. Yeah. Well, you kind of already started it, but I wonder if you would be willing to go through kind of the framework we've been talking about for how we actually sit down and practice the truth. It comes from Truth Filled, the Bible study that Ruth wrote, is to identify the care and name what's burdening you, to tell your soul what to do as you remember who God is and what he's done, and then embracing gospel hope when you apply it to your burden specifically. So Ruth, if you were going to do that, what would it sound like? Yeah. Well, I remember, um, this is me getting real vulnerable, I guess here, but I remember early in my marriage, I was replaying some past mistakes in previous relationships I had been Mm. in. And a lot of us relate to that. And um, I remember thinking, oh, my marriage would be better if I had just not been so dumb in this other part of my life. Or, oh my goodness, I wish I had never loved another human being besides (sighs) Troy. And I had all these feelings um, that were condemning me because I was like, Mm. oh, well now my marriage is going to be hard only hard because um, of my past mistakes or because I've made other choices. And so I remember specifically learning how to preach truth to myself in that season, Mm. because the truth, especially if we take Romans eight and we say, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. As I started meditating thinking, have I received the gift of grace? Okay. If I've received Mm. the gift of grace, if I've if I've repented and sought forgiveness in the Lord, if I have confessed and said, wow, I don't want to be that person who makes those mistakes. I don't want to idolize past or current relationships. I am going to worship Jesus and keep my eyes on him. Then I can really embrace the truth that I am now a new creation. I am not a sum of my past relationships or my past mistakes. And so therefore the gospel hope that I can apply now is, oh, okay. I don't have to replay in my mind what I've done or who I was 10 years ago. I am now currently exactly who God has made me be in my new creation self. I'm not um, the sum of my mistakes and I Mm. have every 
um, right and opportunity in Christ to forget the past and step into the future. And so because of that, I can love well my husband, my children, and not constantly think of myself as the person who used to yell or who made past mistakes. And so did I do that right? I'm not totally sure if I did all those things in the right order, but (laughs) I think you covered it. I think that's super helpful. We want to be able to give listeners something really tangible. Like what does that actually sound like? So I think that was beautiful. You want to pray? Well, friends, we want to end each episode praying for you, our listeners, um, knowing that these are topics that um, aren't quickly resolved in a short Mm -hmm. podcast episode, nor are there things that um, we can totally do on our own. We need to go to the word. We need to seek counsel. Mm -hmm. We need to include godly uh, friends and family to help us understand where our burdens lie and how to address them. But it's our privilege to pray for you and to ask the Lord to help all of us in these things. So let's pray together. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for um, the conversation today and the opportunity to across the miles to all parts of the world, have a conversation where we remind each other that Lord, you have done the impossible in our lives. And that mm-hmm. just as we are rehearsing episode by episode, burdens that we carry are not meant for us to carry, that you, Christ, have made it possible for us to leave our burdens at the throne of grace. And so today, as we and our listeners are considering the weight and the burden of believing sometimes wrongly that we are defined by our past and our mistakes and the things that we don't get right, Lord, I just pray on behalf of my brothers and sisters who are listening in that we might remind ourselves the truth through your word that when we are in Christ, you have cast away all the shame and the condemnation mm. associated with those past mistakes that you've even you even say that you've forgotten them. And so, Lord, um, could we just be people who follow your example? and stop dwelling on the past, but to look to you, running our race with endurance while we have our eyes fixed on Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the bloodshed that covered our sin and the the mistakes that deserve consequences and penalty and distance from you that should cause shame. Lord, you wiped away that shame so that we might be identified by Christ, that we might belong to you, Lord, and that our new person is completely shaped and formed by what you say about us, not the summation of our past, in that we thank you, in that we have hope. And Lord, would you just help us to continue the rest of our day in the freedom of knowing that if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. We thank you for all that you will do in and through us and our listeners here in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. 
Wow, today's conversation wasn't at all heavy, right? (laughs) Um, I think it's good. It's good for us to meditate on what's true. Thank you so much for tuning in today, friend. I hope the episode helps you take a proverbial kind of deep breath and that you're leaving feeling a little lighter after being reminded of who God is and what he does. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about and how you're processing this preach to yourself season of the podcast. If you share your thoughts on social media, please tag us. We'll be back next week with another truth for burdened hearts. So make sure you're subscribed so you know when the episode has been released.